Not sure if many of you know, but we do have a virtual tier within the Design Coven, virtual pro member tier, which includes three virtual meetings a month where we set intentions. We do group coaching. So bring all your questions. We answer those questions and you get to learn from other people going through the same struggles as you. We also do a business practice meeting. So we'll have somebody on to share a business practice that we can all benefit from. And then we also do a product training. So getting a sustainable, eco-friendly line to come on and share who they are so that we can be supported with other like-minded businesses. And if you're not quite ready for pro, you can always join our free community where you will connect with other like-minded holistic interior designers. You don't have to be an interior designer if you are kind of just dabbling or you're aspiring or you're looking into this field. We invite everybody from all journeys and you don't, again, have to be a designer. You don't have to have a degree. We're just a beautiful community of like-minded people looking to create healing spaces, not just for ourselves, but for our clients and future clients. Come join us at designcoven.com forward slash join. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello, we are back with our special Sacred Spaces series with Jess and Tay from the Duke. Um, welcome back. Hi. Uh, we yeah. have a yeah, we have a juicy episode today. I feel like when we talk about like energy of spaces and things and paranormal things, so um, this is gonna be fun. I'm gonna set our space by lighting our candle. Um, so again, connection with that beautiful fire element of creativity. Um, and connection. Perfect. And then I'm going to go ahead and pull a card. I've got the Meraki Tarot um, deck here. And let's see what we have. Let's see what kind of insight we're going to get for today's episode. We have the Page of Cups. And she is like the romantic of the deck of cards. Um, I'm always thinking of like, you know, the, the girl that's dreaming about romance and her Prince Charming and all that, but it's also the card of like synchronicities and being at the right place at the right time and having luck on our side and just being in flow, um, which is so important. And we all know what that's like when we're in that flow, things are easy, things are fantastic. There's no effort involved and like all this abundance and beautifulness and blessings are just coming to us. Um, so this is a really beautiful card for us. Do you guys have any association or connection? I've definitely been feeling that card a lot. <laughs> I 
feel like everything has just been, you know, like you're saying, in a flow of things. And um, yeah, just being able to kind of like wake up and being excited about what's going to happen for that day. And then if like really amazing things are happening, just kind of like Mm. giving out gratitude. And it's something that I used to struggle with, actually, that when that would come, I would have an immediate fear of like, when is this going to end? Or like, I know that this isn't going to, you know, like the ebb and flow is like such a very delicate dance. Um, But I feel like recently it's just been more of in sitting into that like appreciation and like really sitting Mm. on prayer and really sitting on like morning like routines at ground, um, doing like a a meditation every morning, um, just that focuses on, you know, like what it is that we want to bring in. So we've been doing that for Maduke a lot and it's been the... It's been proving itself. <laughs> How beautiful. What about you, Jess? Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking about how, like, my passions, like, when I'm following my passions and my dreams, so to say, that's when I feel in, in most in my best flow. And so having things like Maduk, of course, where I'm following my heart, we, it ebbs and flows. Of course, there's always challenges, but yeah. knowing that my heart is there and my passion is focused, um, I think really keeps me in alignment and keeps me grounded. So I That's... definitely feel feel aligned with this card today. Oh, I, I'm so glad you guys are saying all this. I, to be honest, have felt like totally opposite. I feel like lately I've just been like, almost like hitting my head against the wall, just like in frustration of like, you know, sometimes I I get back into these routines or taking clients that aren't really serving me and um, my boundaries being a little bit loose. Um, So this is really uplifting for me to be like, okay, I need to realign. I've been in like a real chaotic sort of energy and not feeling grounded. And and that's like totally opposite of being in that flow state. And I want to get back into flow. And by being in your, both of your energy and the energy of Maduk is just realigning me. And I feel like, okay, I've like come past the hump of all this. And I feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel and I'm ready to get back into this flow. Um, so thank you for inviting me into <laughs> your guys' beautiful flow space. Cause I need it. Of course. <laughs> You are welcome always. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll get Um, back into it. It's, I think we all kind of, you know, not lose track, but like our train almost comes off the tracks and it's hard to see in that moment, um, you know, oh, my energy is going in these places or maybe my boundaries um, aren't as strong right now, but it seems like you're quite aware. And I think that's, that's a good place to be in. So, um, yeah from here exactly i'm, I'm coming back and i always <laughs> feel like you need those moments where you're like everything is like not going well and like everything is kind of scattered to then realize like and really have the appreciation for when it is going well so it's just that mm-hmm. constant like duality and it's okay of like you know day by day um and i think that just the attachment of being like okay i know that like right now like there's just a lot of like energy flying around and like I know what I have to do um but without being like too hard on yourself or too like oh my gosh like everything is so just to be able to be like okay I'm just gonna like let it go and like I know what I need to do to make me feel better and then just trusting and like sitting in that energy so which you're already doing (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. It all goes back to like that energy and the intention and all of that space, which um, leads us into our topic today about the energy of things in our homes, energy of, and we're, you know, we're talking about physical things. Um, that have this energetic imprint in them that are not physical. So I would love to kind of um, talk to you all about maybe some experiences um, that you've had and how that has led you to be really intentional with the product of Maduke and what you have to offer so that those energies aren't attached um, like so many other things are. Um, Tay, I know we were talking a little bit earlier about your experience with, um, with that client. And I think we spoke a bit about it too on the podcast, but I would love to dive in a little bit deeper because I know there's a lot of stuff happening there. So mm -hmm. can you kind of reconnect yeah. us with that story and maybe give us a little bit more detail and so that we can understand like what, what that, like people are listening, like what the hell are you talking I know. about? Like, the energy of so, stuff, like, yeah. you know, like, so let's, let's pull it back. I think it's, well, first of all, I actually think it's really interesting that this particular client I met two years ago and she started the conversation with like verbatim being like, you know, I'm not trying to sound too woo woo here. And I just kind of started laughing and I was like, okay, this is where this is going to go. But she goes, I noticed, you know, in your branding and just like the thing, the messaging that you're telling, you're really touching on the fact of, you know, people, you know, exactly who's making this and what it's made out of. And yeah, that's great. And she was like, but for me, it like reminded me of something that happened to me like a while, like a while back. And like, I want to tell you about it. And so I said, okay, like what, what's going on? And she said she had bought like a couple pieces and she had bought them at like a discounted rate and like in not the best way, but she really liked the pieces. And as soon as she brought those pieces into her house, she said she started having all of these health problems and her son started having all these health problems. So she had to like, she had to get her spleen removed. Her son oh broke like the center of his kneecap and then something happened to his ankle within like two weeks, like just like bizarre random injuries and like ailments that just came out of nowhere and it just kept happening yeah. and happening and happening and it finally she just like sold like everything and they actually ended up moving um and as, as soon as they ended up moving of course like all those things stopped and so for me you know the way that I was raised is a little bit unconventional um mm -hmm. I never grew up with any kind of MD doctors my mom kind of always raised us holistically um, I've grown up with mediumship and just with different healers and different abilities. And so for me, um, with Maduk, one of the principles for me is like that energetic idea that everything carries. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, if it's water, if it's a plant, if it's your phone, if it's you, um, everything has a vibration and a frequency on a physical level and yeah. physical realm. And the way that we produce things um, ethically and morally and with certain chemicals or with certain natural products, all of these things contribute to this energetic field of these physical products that we touch and we use every day. Um, but what most people don't think about is, you know, my favorite, my favorite expression is like when someone walks into a house and they're like, oh, it's such a good vibe in here. Like, yeah, it's such a good vibe. It's such a good space. Um, well, a lot of people don't realize why that is. You know, there is like an actual science behind that. There's an actual reason behind that. 
because those products all come from high, high, high vibrational, you know, people, um, materials, um, practices, things like that. And so a lot of the time, I think one of the biggest issues is the art consumers. Um, they're not aware of how all these things are being made. You know, when we go into all of these like main shops or we go into these big brands that we don't, we kind of bypass like the questions of like, well, how are these things made? And like, where were they made? And who, who actually made them? Because we're just like, well, I love this. This is so cute and I want this. And which is all fine. Um, but once again, I think that that is a huge kind of barrier for people actually being able to dive deep and understand Mm-hmm. the importance of knowing you know all of these questions about things that we consume and I know Jess will get into a little bit more about you know the other side of how actually effective it could be and destructive it could be to not be aware of you know certain things that we have in our household certain um, items that we wear that all have like really harsh chemicals on them and that all seep into our body and mm-hmm. I mean just for a minute energetic standpoint if you think about it if you think of like a handmade product where this person is you know putting their love into it while they're making it of course i think that would promote positive energy most of our products like i kind of mentioned last Mm -hmm. Um, episode aren't created in these kinds of settings and so if you think of it's 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 hard to think of these things because um it doesn't feel good to think about it, but it's something that we have to um, focus on and put it, you know, put attention towards. And that is like factories where most of our products are made. Those conditions are are poor for the people. Um, you know, they're surrounded by these harsh chemicals while they're working, usually overworked in terms of hours. Um, it's unethical labor those air the where factories are actually located are generally lower socioeconomic Mm. areas so then that i just think of those as like big negatives yeah vortexes almost um and so you're then bringing that energy into your home with those products so being aware of where our products are coming from how they're being made um you know is supporting a healthy system but also ensuring that we're bringing um, that that positivity into our homes, especially when you're creating as intimate as you know your home or your office or you know whatever you kind of when people are thinking about pulling in pieces, especially rugs, um, it's typically mm. for their home or for their office space, and that's somewhere that you're around all the time and you spend all of your energy in. And so you, I mean, our goal is to be able to amplify that space with a really high yeah you know, something that you can actually feel something because you you can feel a very big difference when all of a sudden, like, you don't know why, but you're just like having these certain thoughts that maybe aren't so positive or maybe you start getting like a headache or a stomach ache, depending on how Mm -hmm. sensitive you are. Um, I'm like extremely, extremely sensitive um, on the energetic field. And so usually I will actually get like sick. Like it's happened that I've gotten really, really nauseous of being in like a very negative environment and even you know actually physically um you know had to do all of those things and so for <laughs> someone <laughs> without getting too into that <laughs> but for someone that is you know wanting to create something as intimate as that space it's really important for them to be able to actually 
you know, give themselves the best shot of being productive, being positive, being happy, being motivated, all these things that people mm-hmm. want to be. Um, but it's almost like a formula of trying to get all of these certain pieces together in order to create that for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you were talking about like these places and the warehouses and where they're actually creating the goods, it just reminded me of like just feng shui of the land. And when I went and did a geomancy training out in Ireland, um, just looking at you know, the land in, in total, and we would go to these sacred sites. And then we would also go to other sites that weren't, that had like these, um, you know, ley lines or, or spaces that are not energetically supportive to humans, but maybe supportive to other creatures like ants and those kind of, they love that sort of chaotic, mm-hmm. crazy energy. And we were just looking at the land and looking at trees and the way that they were growing, like getting away from those lines because they weren't supportive. Um, yeah, so it kind of just goes back to like all of that and even the feng shui of our homes and our clients too and being able to have this knowledge to then share with the client because the client is coming to us as a designer when they're going through transition or there's something going on or there's an illness that might have just happened and so they're having to move or someone has passed away or some all these things and your client will tell you like all their ailments and all the things that are happening. Um, and if you can come in as an interior designer that's connected with intuition and also feeling the products and knowing, also doing a, being a bit of a detective and asking them where, where does this come from? Why do you have this piece? What does this art mean to you? Where did you get this? Like your home tells these stories and people will collect things or they'll keep things because they feel obligated because somebody gave it to them. But you know, maybe it's a mother-in-law that they can't stand and they passed away and you're like, they are still holding on to like this cabinet. And it's like, like you see that you are involved in their energy constantly all day long. Every time you go past it, every time you touch it, every time you see it. And it's like, we got to start eliminating some of these things and creating home that supports you on a completely different level that's subconscious and energetic. And that's where we get to come in to kind of help you know, these clients understand what's happening within their homes. And if we can team up with people like you and partner with you and be like, this is what Mm -hmm. we can do to help support you in this space. Um, And it doesn't always have to be getting new things. You know, it could be simply like eliminating other things Um, and, you know, doing clearings. I I feel like I have so many stories about like clearings of, of things and you mentioning like, her having that piece in the home reminded me of a client that I had. It was an interior design client and it was a couple and they went down to Mexico for vacation and they ended up coming back with this piece of art and they put it in their living room. It was giant. It was like this giant, um, almost like an arena and it was made out of clay and it had like all these little devils and demons oh my goodness. all the way around it. And in the middle was like a bullfight. And the only place they could store it was like in their bedroom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we were putting this in your bedroom. We made like the stand for it. We cre- we did this whole, like an acrylic box for it, this whole thing. And after they came home with this thing, um, uh, one of the partners got COVID. He got into a really bad accident. Um, There's all these other ailments and all this other crap that was happening. And he's like, can you come in and like, I don't know, maybe it's this thing that I brought home. Like, can you do a clearing on it? And I was doing like, um, you know, an energetic clearing with it. And I kept getting these nods of like, 
like this, and maybe it was the spirit of the artist. I don't know what they were thinking or what they were going through in their life when they were making the art. Um, but it just had this vibe of like, I keep seeing like almost like this little, like this little devil or something that was like staring at them. That was just like, almost like pointing these lasers out. Um, and I didn't want to get rid of it. So I was like, Oh my God, how, what am I going to do? So I was like really connecting, like, how do I block the energy of this thing? Because it's radiating this energy out. So I ended up doing a clearing and then I put black tourmaline crystal in the um, box itself, like hidden within it. And then I created an energetic bubble and, and I was talking to the homeowner again and he's like, okay, what did you do? And I was like, so I, I told him, he's also a doctor and he's like, okay. And he was talking to his nurses and some of them were from Mexico and I was telling him what I did and, and then things shifted and he's like, okay, so I just want to let you know, I talked to the nurses and they are totally on board. They love that you connected with the black tourmaline because that was really important to them and their culture. And so I have the okay from them. You got street cred, like you're, it's, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I was like, okay. And it ended up working, but there have been places that I've tried to do feng shui with. I had a client that had a condo and it was connected with her mom because her mom fronted the money and she was paying her mom back, but her mom and her have a really bad relationship. And so there was all that kind of happening in the background and she was super sick. The, the client that was living in the condo, super sick, always like having ailments. And I was doing feng shui in her home. I ran the numbers and it was just not great. And it's like, I don't know how much more remedies and stuff I can put into the space to help you. I don't really see much help here. So I was like, the best thing I would do, sell it back to your mom or sell it and move out. Um, because sometimes you can't, you can't change, you know, you can do so much. Um, but yeah, they ended up selling or I don't know if she even sold it, but she ended up moving out and, and left completely. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah. that, that story that you just told me reminded me exactly of my cousin. Um, my cousin, he's like 25, I think, and him and his twin and his parents, they've traveled all over the world since he was little. And he collects these like terrifying like java masks with like the devil horns and you know like just very southeast oh, yeah. asian masks which is fine but he had told me that like his roommate has been like had been getting like horrible night terrors like waking up like oh, my God. and i slept over there one time and i slept in my cousin's um, bedroom and he slept on the couch my brother was there yeah and i woke up to like watching this like just a figure and like exactly kind of what you described it had like little devil horns it was just this like little whatever and he was running across like the walls and I didn't say anything because I was like I'm not gonna freak out the boys but then yeah. the next morning I come out and my brother is like just sh like shook and he and my brother and I were kind of used to like weird paranormal things happening to us because of yeah. my mom's side of the family and there's been a little bit of weird juju there for a while that had to get uh, settled and so my brother he's like on it and he was like there's something in this house he was like there was like something in here last night blah 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 and then it got progressively worse where sam oh the gosh. roommate actually physically got dragged out of bed and like pulled off of his bed and so i was like matthew you have to mike matthew's my cousin i was out. like matthew you have to do like a serious like clearing and not only doing the clearing you need to understand that like all of these like cultural pieces represent something mm -hmm. they represent like an entity 
And so they're not just Mm -hmm. like pieces of art. Like this is like actual like transmutation, right? And he was like, no, I love them. I love them. And I'm like, okay, but if you love them and you don't want to get rid of them, my advice is to talk to them and ask like, what do they want? And tell them like what you want, because this is your home. And I think a lot of people don't think like that because it's like a little bit far out as far as like, okay, whatever. But it really does happen. It happens actually quite a bit. And so a lot of like in the space of your home and like everything that we're talking about of everything has a an energy. It's Mm -hmm. definitely like a balance of, you know, acknowledging like what's there that doesn't belong to you, whether like you're saying, whether it's um, has to do with relationships that are outside of you that are connected to the space or something going on in your personal life that is connected to your health. I mean, it's all connected. Um, but I think yeah. it's so important for people to actually like start thinking about these things. And yeah, it can be kind of like a little bit like far-fetched um, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if someone is really thinking about like, okay, well, maybe there's been some like weird things that have been happening to me and I would love to bring on a designer that can, you know, help clear out the space and just like assess it. And then maybe, you know, hoarding is definitely another like form of like energetic, oh, yeah. like, bondage right because it's like anything usually people that are hoarding it's all tied emotionally and it's all tied energetically Absolutely. it's not about, about the actual like physical pieces that they like um and so i think i loved that what you were saying is sometimes it's not even about bringing in something new sometimes it's just about like mm-hmm. releasing like what's already there and just allowing the space for like your own energy to come into the space and i just i want to add something because i have a story that I think represents things within the home holding an energy, but it's on a positive side. And um, I had a dear, dear family friend who passed away Mm -hmm. um, and I was the nanny of her son. And after she passed away, he had really horrible night terrors. And so he would kind of pace around the home and I'd be there at night and you can't do much about it when they're having night terrors. And she actually passed away in um, in her bedroom. And so the mattress was switched, but the bed frame was the same. And I remember specifically, they also had all these really cool vintage items and a, a wall that was a stereo with thousands wow. of records. Um, and I remember one time he was having a night terror and this was shortly after she had passed away. And he stopped his night. He went from his room, was pacing around the house, and then went into her room, fell asleep there, and was so peaceful. And I felt mm. in that moment that he was connecting with her. And yeah. then I, the stereo at that same time switched on and was playing a song that she loved. And Aww. so I felt connected to her. And so there, there can also be positivity in the energy that our products hold. And so I think this is a positive connection um, just to share both sides of the spectrum. Absolutely. Absolutely. It can definitely be both positive and negative for sure. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that that happened um, with her. And you just speaking about night terrors, my oldest gets night terrors and he sleepwalks. Mm -hmm. And it's so frightening because, yeah, there's not a lot that you can do. You can kind of bring them back into the bed and talk to them and try to ease them in. Um, But how special was it that he was able to connect with her again? And totally. um, Yeah. And I feel like that's what your products are doing. It's connecting to that beautiful high vibration of these women. Like I just picture them singing in the river, like you were mentioning. Yeah. 
like that vibration, just like being imprinted into the wall and being able to have that in your home. I, I can just imagine like laying on the rug, um, but being able to connect with those people and the happiness that they're placing into those fibers and to be able to meditate on that would be like, <laughs> just so beautiful and it's, insane. I love it. It's amazing. It's one of those things that when you, I, and I wonder if it's because it is such an ancient chant and they are these songs mm. that are just, you know, passed on from lineage. And I mean, it's one of those things where like when I was in Morocco and I was like listening to them, I had like every single hair on my body standing up. I like couldn't stop crying. Wow. Like it was like uh. so like just emotional and like it was like releasing. And I just truly like in every cell of my body believe that that woman that, that those chants from those women and every like mm. intention that they're trying to put it into these products. I mean, it's like they're sending it out into the world and they're just yeah. like, take this, you know, like take this from like the natural wow. like elements of like the healing of the river or, you know, like the strength of the mountains or and, like all of these like symbolism that in, in Western culture, we kind of are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we know about that. But yeah. in these like yeah. indigenous cultures, I mean, it's just been like an ancient wisdom that's been passed on and it's been you know they don't have like modern medicine so they rely on like in morocco they rely on herbs they rely on like almost like witch doctor kind of things and it that's just mm -hmm. the way that their life is and so i think that their belief system in like all of these you know energetic forces of positivity and just the power of you know love and the power of just wanting to like help humans and like other humans yeah just translates so much into the in our pieces and that's really like all we want our clients to feel is like when they touch our rugs when they touch our products is just to mm -hmm. be able to like feel that emotion being carried and then have that in their space so beautiful thank you both for being on with me and sharing your stories and i'm sure a lot of the listeners have their own stories so please um feel free to comment connect with us. Um, we want to hear all, all the things. And if you have a Maduke rug in your own home, we'd love to hear how you're connecting with it and how it makes you feel good in your space. Cause that's, that's huge. Absolutely. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, thank you so much again. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry, Blake Ferris, for all of her special help with the podcast, our social media posts, newsletter, and lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.